Hello and welcome to Five Things. I'm James Brown. It's Sunday, December 25th, 2022. Go Bills. Every week we take an idea or concept and go deep. And this week we're talking about the music year that was with Melissa Ruggieri. She's a music reporter for USA Today. I can't think of a better way to celebrate Christmas than with Melissa. We're going to hop into a time machine. We'll look back and forward at the business, the stars, and everything surrounding music. Who was overlooked? And can rock make a comeback? Melissa, welcome to Five Things. Great to be here. Thank you for having me again. Ready to go back in time? How far back? (laughs) Just about a year. Okay. Think back to 2021. Okay. It's late in the year. And you're having a conversation where you're discussing what you were looking forward to in 2022. What was on that list and what happened and what didn't? Well, I was expecting to see Adele in Las Vegas in January of 2022 and got there uh, just in time to be turned away from my COVID test because she had just made the announcement that she was canceling or postponing slash canceling the residency 24 hours before it was supposed to start. So that, that uh, that was the end of January. And that sort of kicked off a year of of much tumultuousness, I guess, <laughs> in the music industry, but it did uh, it did, it did work out fine because I was able to see her in November when she eventually restarted the residency, and it was it was a I actually had a tear come to my eye when she walked out on stage just because it had been so long and I had some issues with the ticketing and that kind of stuff. So when I actually saw her on the stage in front of me, even up from my very high balcony seat. Uh, it was sort of a relief that this was actually happening. And and, it, and it's a good thing that's happening because it's it's a wonderful show and she's there through March. So she even rolls into 2023. So next year when we talk about this, you know, who knows? She might be part of the conversation again. Are you just a huge Adele fan? I'm an Adele fan, not a huge Adele fan. I think some of her stuff is a little repetitive and a little whiny, but I do think she's got a beautiful voice. I like the majority of her music and you don't get to see her live very often. And since this was canceled because she was not happy with the production, I was really curious to see what she was actually going to come up with for the revamped version of it. And I got to say her instincts were right. I mean, I don't know what the original looked like, but this new show is absolutely phenomenal just in the production value and the song choice and just what her ability to insert herself into the show because she's such a great personality and that really comes through as well so i think people who are spending a lot of money on these tickets to go are at least going to get a really worthwhile experience sort of like when celine was first in vegas you know 15 20 years ago people didn't know what to expect and they walked out of there going oh my god who knew this was possible and i think with adele she kind of raised the bar even for herself my instant reaction when i think of vegas in acts in vegas i think about legacy acts you mentioned celine Celine had come off a, a, a run of massive hits in the 90s, you know, My Heart Will Go On, etc. And she was past her prime, arguably. Arguably. I, I would say that she found a new avenue for herself. While she may have been diminished at radio by that point, she started this whole new platform of live performance with the people coming to her. And I think that's what some of the younger artists are finding too, like Miranda Lambert actually started uh, a residency this past year. 
in Vegas, Carrie Underwood, Katy Perry, they all did. And when I've talked to all of them, they've all said the same thing, which is it's really nice to be able to just unpack for a couple of weeks and not have to worry about getting on a tour bus. I mean, Miranda Lambert's like, it's great not to wake up in a parking lot <laughs> on a tour bus. And it's so true because you think of the grueling schedules that these current artists have running around the country, running around the globe. And you know, here they're able to at least situate themselves and let the fans come to them. And Look, even the night that Adele canceled, I talked to a lot of really disappointed fans. Some had, you know, come from overseas. They didn't find out until they landed, you know, much like I did just, you know, a few hours before. But they all had the attitude of, well, we're in Vegas. So it's not as if there's nothing else for us to do here. And we certainly would like to get our money back from the tickets, but at least we're going to make the best of it. And so with having these artists in Vegas, it's the same kind of thing. You're getting people to come out to combine, uh, you know, vacation with going to see a, a top artist that they might not have been able to see, especially if you live in a smaller city, maybe they are coming to your city. So this is your chance. That's an interesting trend. You know, Adele, Miranda Lambert, Carrie Underwood, top artists doing this. What other trends have you seen? Well, Harry Styles did something interesting in that he did these mini residencies, but he was on the road but he was setting himself up for 10, 12 shows in a certain city. So, you know, he was at Madison Square Garden for two weeks. He was out in LA for two weeks. He was in Chicago for two weeks. And that also, even though he didn't come, you know, I, I live in the DC area, he didn't play anywhere here. So I still though would have had the opportunity throughout, you know, a two week span if I wanted to take the train up to New York or take a flight up to Chicago or whatever to go see him. So you're giving fans in other cities the opportunity to still come to you. And he then is also able to set up his production in the place that he whatever arena he's chosen to set it up in. Now, the arenas may or may not love it because that also blocks off time that they can't schedule other concerts or sporting events or whatever. But I'm sure an artist like Harry is bringing in enough money that they're good <laughs> with that situation. And Metallica is doing the same thing next year. They're doing a stadium tour where they're doing two nights in every city and each show is going to be a completely different show. So I think they've, they're sort of taking that same approach of, you know, maybe it's not as long as what Harry was doing. Like I said, it was normally a couple of weeks for him in each city, but just to take a couple of nights and do something different for the fans, which is, which is kind of a cool thing to do. So yeah, I think we might see more of that coming up as well because why not, really, if it, Perry's proven that it works? And it seems like it gives the artists more control. It does. It does. Yes. Yeah. Well, Vegas especially, because, again, going back to Adele, that was her whole thing. She wanted that production to be the way she wanted. And those types of shows aren't made to travel. Uh, Carrie Underwood said the same thing, that you know her show in Vegas that started last year, actually, I think she started uh, December of 21, uh, you know, it, it has all these aerial things and all kinds of, you know, pyro and stuff that she can't necessarily take on the road with her. So the show that she does in Vegas is still a little bit different than the tour that she's just finished. So, you know, that they are that gives the artist an opportunity to do two kinds of different things as well, which is kind of cool. And most artists make their money primarily through touring, correct? These days, yep. <laughs> they sure do. Yeah, there's no money to be made in music anymore. Mariah Carey was on Stephen Colbert the other night talking about, you know, her, her Christmas song and Christmassy things or whatever. And, you know, she reiterated the point that, you know, these streaming services like Spotify and Apple Music, the artist gets one sixteenth of a penny for every stream. Now, some of them have billions of streams, but even when you do the math, which I'm not very good at, but you know, it's still you're not you're not talking about five million, you know, C D sales at 16, 18 bucks a pop or album sales back in the seventies at, you know, 
fans were selling tens of millions of as well. So it's just, it's a completely different model. And that's why, you know, and this past year, we also saw the most robust comeback of the live music industry, because we all know what had happened the two previous years. And 2021, people were starting to come back a little bit. And Fans were, you know, starting to go back into venues with a little less cautiousness. But 2022 was probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, you know, touring year ever in the live music industry because you had all these artists who couldn't be on the road for a year and a half or two years, and this pent up demand for people who wanted to go to these shows. So yeah, it worked out great for everybody. <laughs> Do you expect that to continue to spiral into next year, or will things return to a pre-pandemic norm? I think it will be a little quieter in 23. I don't think there'll be, because what happened in 2022 is that since so many shows and tours were canceled midway in 2021, when the pandemic sort of reared itself again, you had the issue of artists not being able, there wasn't enough room for them to play. So again, you look at all these uh, uh, venues across the country, they do other things in these venues. They have hockey games and basketball games and, you know, community theater shows and stuff like that. So dates were already taken for other things. And then you've got this confluence of artists who all want to play in the same 12 month period. So there were a lot of artists who sort of took a step back and said, you know what, maybe I'll sit this one out and wait till 23. Taylor Swift, you know, is a good example. She probably could have released her album a little earlier and probably could have started a tour you know, late fall, but why not wait until March of 2023, do it right, hit all the stadiums, be able to be outside when the weather's a little warmer, all that kind of stuff. So. I do think we're going to see a very busy live music season in 23, but maybe not to the extent that we saw this current year. That makes sense. Any big disappointments out of 2022? <laughs> oh, gosh, disappointments. Well, I guess disappointments are always uh, subjective. You know, I think people were maybe hoping that Rihanna would release something more than just a single this year. But with the Super Bowl halftime performance coming up for her in February, I think we'll hear more from her. She has said that she's not planning on releasing an album, but I do think that there'll be a little bit more than just the one new song from her. Uh, I think people might have liked to have heard Beyonce announce a tour for 2023 since her album came out in the summer and she certainly could have announced something in the fall, but I, I don't know what's going on with that. I haven't heard anything as far as what her plans are, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if we see her on the road in 2023. Um, Janet Jackson actually just announced a tour for next year, which is a nice comeback for her as well. But as far as anything really disappointing, now, if Adele had not rescheduled <laughs> that Vegas thing, I think a lot of fans would have been disappointed because a lot of us had our money tied up <laughs> waiting to see what was going to happen. And as I said, these were not cheap tickets. So that would have been uh, really annoying. But I, I think for the most part, you know, I, I guess you could say it was a disappointment for Taylor Swift fans who weren't able to get tickets for her tour, um, which, you know, what can what can you do when you've got a uh, hundred million people trying to get tickets and there are only 50 million available, just, you know, throwing out numbers. It's, it's just supply and demand. And with her, she has the good problem of there being so much demand that she basically broke the internet and, you know, <laughs> fans were getting really frustrated about not being able to get tickets. So that could be a disappointment in a way, but if you're one of the tens of millions of people who got tickets to her tour, then yeah, you're good. <laughs> and let's say we get back into that time machine. It's 10 years from now. Mm -hmm. And we look back on 2022, <laughs> what were the things that were bigger than most of us recognize today? I think not enough people recognize the popularity and power of Bad Bunny. 
this this is a guy who broke through in a huge way this year from just from you know the latin community into more mainstream but yet a lot of people still aren't aware of the accomplishments he's had. I mean, he was just named Billboard's top artist of the year. His album, Undurano Senti, is the number one album of the year on the Billboard 200. He's also Billboard's top male artist of the year. Uh, Taylor's number two, by the way. Oh, Taylor's, Taylor's number two of artist of the year and female artist. She's number one for female artist. But, you know, I mean, he he really was everywhere. But yet when I talk to a lot of people who aren't necessarily steeped in music or interest or whatever, they kind of give me that puzzled look like, you know, oh, is, is he Spanish? Is he, you know, is, what, what does he do? What are his songs? And then if you name some songs, you know, they kind of still look at you a little puzzled too. So I think that it's, it's a growing trend with Latin music really coming through. But I do think that not enough people maybe have recognized the power of it particularly this year with with Bad Bunny just, you know, doing some astounding things, selling out stadiums around the world. I mean, the guy is just really huge. I would think it may speak to the fragmentation of today. We're all in sort of digital bubbles that are reinforcing our choices. You're so true. It's, it's so true. I mean, it's just, you know, you go back to the days when MTV was MTV and, you know, you might see a video from Kate Bush and then you might see a video from Motley Crue. <laughs> and, you know, you are being exposed to a lot more stuff, whereas, sure, we all live in the click the thing that's most, you know, synonymous with our viewpoints, you know, even if you're reading something um, and on the music front, when you've got all these algorithms that, oh, so you like this, you might like that. And you're still going to miss a whole lot of stuff. Because when you look at, you know, Spotify, there are thousands and thousands of songs on there and anybody can really upload a song. So how do you really weed through it? And if you're not somebody who's clicked, you know, I'm interested in Latin music, then, you know, you're probably not going to hear from some of these Latin artists like Bad Bunny. Is there a thing that was huge that we're going to look back and think, (laughs) really? (laughs) Oh, gosh, I'd have to think about that. Um, You know, every I'm trying to think, you know, every year there does seem to be the the weird one hit wonder or some kind of trend that you roll your eyes at. But I, I really I can't nothing's popping to mind immediately this year. I don't even think there was a song that truly annoyed me. I didn't really have any of that this year. And maybe I was listening to more varied outlets of things and I wasn't listening to the same, you know, genre of music as much. So I didn't hear the same songs as much. So that's, that's a possibility. My favorite band of the year who really broke out is an Italian rock band. Uh, their, their name looks like Main Skin, but it's pronounced Monaskin. And they are really just fun and charismatic and tight as a band i've i saw them over the summer play a little venue in new york for a sirius xm show with about 800 people in it and then i just saw them last week here in dc play for six thousand people at a club and just the the ability that these guys and, and the girls the female bass player have to captivate and their songs are just i mean people who say rock and roll is dead they obviously have not discovered monoskin yet because <laughs> rock and roll is very much alive and it came from italy so my people uh, you know not that i'm giving a plug to my people but <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't hurt that they're from italy but they're they're really a great band and if you haven't checked them out and you like rock music i mean they're 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 pretty hard rock and they've got their debut out their debut english album 
coming out in January. They've released a couple of albums that have been part Italian, part American. They had a hit over the summer with Supermodel that was sort of their breakthrough. You know, they'd been on some award shows on SNL. So, you know, they were getting some buzz. Uh, you know, I hope that we'll see a lot more of them next year when the album comes out too. Man of Skin. Mona Skin. Mona Skin. Mona Skin, yes. <laughs> it's, it's weird. They're Italian, but it's a Danish word. The bass player, the uh, she's part Danish. So that's where they came up with the name. They just thought it sounded cool, apparently. So. <laughs> to your point, a friend of mine and I really like rock. And we look around and we don't see much on the modern American rock scene. Any chance that that changes at all? Do you see any sprouts there? Yeah, there are seeds. You know, rap has become the most popular music genre. So that is what is primarily on the charts. You you know, and then, of course, your big pop stars like Taylor or Harry are still doing very well. But as far as guitar oriented rock and roll, there is a bit of a dearth, but there are glimmers. You know, you know, Mona Skin, of course, uh, Greta Van Fleet is a band that's been around for a few years that are a, a young really good rock band. They sound very much like Led Zeppelin, even though they claim that they weren't an influence, but <laughs> I'm not really sure how that's possible because the singer actually sounds almost exactly like a young Robert Plant. <laughs> but they're, have you heard them? Yes, I've seen them. And no, I don't believe that at all. Yes. So there's gotta be, you know, and Wolfgang Van Halen, you know, th this, this kid is just phenomenal. He's a wonderful songwriter. He plays every instrument. I mean, music is in his blood, obviously. He's the son of Eddie Van Halen, the late Eddie, the late great Eddie Van Halen, one of the best guitarists, if not the best guitarist ever. And, you know, Wolfie's been around music and playing music since he was a toddler, basically. And this kid, though, he's just really gone out there and making a name for himself with his band, uh, Mammoth WVH. And you know, good for him. You know, he's been on many tours. He's going to be touring with Metallica next year. Did, you know, some some of his own touring this past year, the, the small stuff, the clubs. And that's what you got to love about a lot of rock bands, because they still know that the way you become a great performer is by playing to 300 people in a club and then graduating to the, the, you know, the club, the bigger club, and then the theater, and then maybe an opening slot on an arena tour, and then your own arena tour. You know, I mean, so many artists today, they just kind of want to start off at their own arena tour. And then they find themselves, you know, playing to half empty venues because they're not quite there yet. And they haven't really even just sort of honed their abilities as a live band. And, you know, Wolfgang has, you know, been out there for a couple of years now, just playing, you know, small, midsize places. And but yet he can hold his own just fine opening for Metallica with his band, uh, you know, on the stadium show. So I think, you know, it's funny that the, the future of rock could be the offspring of <laughs> one of the most celebrated rock <laughs> legends of all time. But hey, if, if it works that way, uh, that's great. But Greta Van Fleet, I'd like to hear some more from them. You know, I haven't heard a ton from them lately, but I think they're a really good band. And they're a really good live band too. And, and that's the other thing with rock bands. You know, you really want to check them out live because sometimes things that you hear on record, you might go, yeah, that's okay. But seeing them live, and Mona Skin's an example of that too. You know, Supermodel, it's a fun song. They did a great cover of the Four Seasons Beggin'. They turned it into a really rough, you know, rock song. And that's perfectly good on record too. But when you see them live, that's that's where the energy comes from. That's that's where the visceral punch you know, comes from in rock and roll. So I, I you know, I, I always encourage anybody to go see live music as much as you can because you're not going to get that feeling just looking at a, you know, looking at a video screen or putting your headphones on or whatever. It's just not the same. Any famous last words? <laughs> go see live music in 2023. Those are my last words. Go and go support go support musicians 
who aren't necessarily the ones, you know, making millions of dollars every year, you know, go support the people who are just out there on the road in the tour bus, waking up in the parking lots every day, you know, just playing their hearts out because they're the ones that like we were saying, this is the way that they make a living now and they need people like us to go out there and support them. Melissa Rogieri, thanks for joining me. Thank you. This is great. If you like the show, write us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening and do me a favor, share with a friend. What do you think of the show? Email me at jabrown at usatoday.com or leave me a message, 585-484-0339. We might have you on the show. Thanks to Alexis Gustin and Shannon Ray Green for their production assistance. And for all of us at USA Today, thanks for listening. I'm James Brown, and as always, be well.